show you are now listening to wake the flock up with concept 714 and with me is fluent rhythm here today the fool is not the only one we got j rose in the house and shit you know what i mean is n still here we got ends in the house also Looking shout out to, to uh suerte team in the house live free that's what's BG. up shout out to nay and arson day just that's Arsenal with it. Not Nay. That's not Nay. Nay, Nay who's went out and it uh and is doing what whatever it is that she's doing. We're here at beautiful Distorted Truth in Orange, California. Uh ten twenty north of Batavia Street is where you're gonna go. And you're gonna come in here, you're gonna buy some fucking t-shirts because I said so no. Um <laughs> as you guys know, Distorted Truth is our clothing sponsor. They're our partners uh in Wake the Flock Up also. But ran by a uh, Sulu Nation Kings, so you know it's hip hop through and through. Hit them up, 1020 North Batavia Street. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What else we got? Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart, um, TuneIn, and uh, anywhere you got a fucking computer. I didn't even know you were on iTunes. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Right. <laughs> Wake the flock up is worldwide, baby. Uh, yeah, we, I, I get rock your shit. And I didn't even know shit. Yeah. yeah. No, no. What's up? You know what I mean? Uh, hey, I can say that I've put a lot of stickers on trains and buses in the LA. Area. Yeah, shout they out! Probably got shout out to house, that. But. Make sure whenever you guys do that, okay, take a picture, upload it, hashtag it WTFU, and it'll go directly to our website. Right, no you. dick pics, please, because oh, a- <laughs> anything you hashtag WTFU shows up automatically on our website. Don't give me that fucking look, Payne. He's like, hmm, no, I was thinking of what. <laughs> WTFU, wake the flock up. That's it. Boom. Okay. Wake the flock up dot net is where you're going to go. You're going to listen to episodes like this one. Listen uh, to episodes like, um, thank you very much. Rock up from Dilated Peoples, Medusa, Planet Asia, Rock Our Science. I already said that. Right? What else? We got Propaganda, Acrobatic. Hand me my, hand me my, my, my bottle opener, please. Uh, Propaganda, Acrobatic. Um, who else we got on there? Man. Come on, Ra the Rugged Man. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Master Ace. Mas- Ooh, I gotta forget Master Ace. Yeah, uh, Raskas. Shout yeah. out Rask- Oh yeah, yeah. Rask- that's, that's what I'm saying. Raskas coming up. We got Sunspot Jones. We got uh, AC Alone. We got I Man from the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, uh, copyright, which I just booked today, and. Um, I'm missing someone. It's going to fuck with me until I remember. But check us out. Download. Tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, help us build. Today, we got paid in the co-host Ooh. seat for some fucking reason. I don't, know. I, I don't know what's happening. How the fuck did I get here? <laughs> he, paid has no idea what's going on right now. I don't. Over here, paid. Over here. You're fuck, oh. Fuck, fuck, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and we're sitting down. See, I like to uh, to talk to artists that have something to say. 
I feel. It's always it was always the best people to talk to. People that have something to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Born a Law in the house. Peace. It's really good. Born a Law. It's the apostle. Sweet Daddy Grace. It's good. Too many names. Uh, Too many AKAs. <laughs> you got to give them different lanes, th- different things they can grasp, yeah. man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, yeah. yeah. you know, it's a lot of times, man, I can say certain things under the alias Daddy Grace that I necessarily wouldn't say under the uh, guise of Born a Law. So, so Daddy Grace would be more of your, like... Uh, Daddy Grace is, you know, that that the hood, that that's the hood ego, yeah. the hood alter ego yeah you know <laughs> yeah and born a law is more like the the teacher civilized man the righteous civilized man you know okay you know mm. what you know what i feel if people say uh two-face like it's a necessarily a bad thing Mm-hmm. I've, I got like 12 fucking faces, bro. Yeah, no, I got right. work We're face. People, shit, I know? got home face. I got wifey right, face. I got right, kid yeah. face. Right. I so got that's... MC face. I got host face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that, that's how I do it in my music too. Like, you know? Well, see, with mine, it has something that goes with, with the brand and everything that I'm pushing. Because, you know, right now I represent the church of hip-hop and financial prosperity. We're going to get into that. So, Don't think we're not. You know, it, it gets into that whole, you know, the philosophy. But I'm going to let you I'm gonna let but, you drive. But where, where do we know Born a Law from? Oh, well, see, you know Born a Law from um, I'm a Good Life OG. If you have a lot of people out there that's uh, big fans of the Project Blowed yep. and what they did. And if you know about Project Blowed and know your, your history, you know that Good Life are the, uh, you know, the fathers of what the Project Project Blow yeah, of course. was, you know, yeah. so all the OGs came out of there, Freestyle Fellowship, Volume 10, Medusa. Mm-hmm. Abstract Rude. You know, yeah, Abstract Rude, you know, uh, I mean, everybody have links there. I always explain West Coast music as having two lanes. You have the gangster stuff that we're more popularly known for, and that really comes from the um, NWA bloodline, Dr. Yeah. Dre, and all that other stuff. Yeah. But when you get into authentic, and it's not necessarily authentic hip hop, I'll call it contemporary backpack hip hop. Yep. That all those people come out of the good life. Yeah, for the, the most part. And even then, there's a negative connotation that backpack hip hop has. Mm-hmm. Some people are kind of like, oh, backpack hip hop carries a level of like, Un, you're not you know, like a lower level to mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and it and it and it can be that it can be that. But it, again, it I think it references more the mentality of the music yeah. than yeah. the and quality the or and, and stuff like that. It's more of a backpack stuff is more I would call lyricism in a sense. You yeah. know, um, when you get into what is considered I guess pop or mainstream hip hop, that's kind of that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Backpack is just the alternative. And we, and we say and use the word backpack for the, uh, you know, lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But by, means is, by no means is it a way of being. I'm proud to be a backpacker. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you think about early Kanye West and Pharrell, they used to say, they had a saying that they used to say, like, don't don't let the Louis Vuitton fool you. We just backpackers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of yeah. people come from that. You know, they may graduate and go on and do other things. Mm-hmm. But backpacking is, you know, that's when you was just about the business. That B-boy shit. That's what the Church of Hip Hop is all the way about. Uh, backpacking. Backpack, backpack hip hop yeah. though is almost referenced to more of a West Coast feel than New York because like mm. you wouldn't call Nas a backpack when he came out. You wouldn't say he's a backpack rapper, but very lyricist, right? Uh, you wouldn't I say Big L was ever a backpack rapper, but you'll say Evidence was a backpack rapper. Yeah. 
I, I think it existed even in the West Coast because even the best example I can give you that was New York's brand of backpack rappers, everything that came out of the Lyricist Lounge mm. in New York, that was considered backpack rapping. Okay. Think about who comes out of that, you yeah. know? I mean, every, I think everybody, uh, in regardless of what uh, area you are in the country, I think they have what they call their backpack rappers or their authentic you know, contemporary hip hop dudes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody had that lane no matter what, you know, geographical location you at. You have those. I mean, if you think about it, the early um uh dungeon family and outcast oh. and all that, they were considered the backpack rappers of where they came from. No. You know, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, no, that they was that traditional b boy. So your Wu Tang, exactly, your, uh, that was considered backpack. Your Red Man, exactly. your cannabis, that all that good stuff. To me, you know, I was coming up in the game. That was always considered backpack stuff. That was the alternative to people that was doing it, trying to get their bread. Some people <laughs> also, uh, like, uh, it'll be like you don't have any other choice but to be a backpack rapper, right? To some people, that might be true. To some, it's not. To some, they've chosen to stay with that certain style or that lifestyle, you know? Um, I'm sure everyone wants to be more than what they started off of. You know what I I'm think saying? when you put it back, being a backpack rapper is the same thing as being contemporary hip-hop. Yeah. Traditional contemporary hip-hop. That's really what the backpacker represents. Mm -hmm. The, you know, the boom bap and all that other stuff. You know, yeah. that's what back being a backpacker is about. And that's what it's really turned into all the alternative uh, stuff. Because right now, when I was coming up in the game, man, you know, you had those few people who came out that, you know, went big, you know, the vanilla ices and the tone lokes and mm. young MCs and stuff like that, that, you know, that was considered a, a minority in the game mm -hmm. because most everybody was doing authentic hip hop. Yeah. But now there's a shift now where the majority of it is this poppy hip hop mm. and we're just a little small minority now because you got to think everybody that's getting into the game now is in it for the prestige and the, what it's turned into now. The, mm -hmm. The cycle of quote unquote success, what that means, having numbers up as you, you know, I heard the brother was speaking about the game and the numbers and how how important the numbers are in today's game. So you have people that just coming in that just coming to play those games, to play the numbers game. They're not coming in for the authenticity of the music. You know, it's nothing about being the greatest MC. It's about I'm going to have the hottest song. Oh. that's the mentality of the cats that's coming into the game now. They want to have the hottest song and be the hottest person. Being the hottest lyricist is an afterthought. Oh. Nobody's yeah. coming in to be the best rapper. They're coming in to be the high, hottest dude, yeah. to be the hottest persona. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to play, uh, for sake of the discussion, because I want to know more, I'm going to play, um, I'm going to play that, that kid that doesn't know anything hip hop, right? I'm going to be that dude, right? So, <laughs> um, so for right now, what, what do you, do you think, um, why is, is it, okay, since it became a lucrative profession, mm -hmm. like mid 80s, 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Hip hop has totally changed its, its course. Of course. I see, I'm trying not to, pretending not to like it. I'm just trying to focus it, right? Uh, but uh, so the perception of what makes an MC an MC now, like the, what it takes to be an MC is not the same anymore. Because nobody is trying to take, that's my point. Nobody is trying to take the time to be an MC. Everybody's coming in to be a rapper and be mm. this persona and have the hottest song. Tell me what the, the difference is between a rapper and an MC. 
a rapper and an MC. An MC is a master of a ceremony. Mm-hmm. It is someone who is into the art, to the uh, the art form of the music. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's about the lyricism, the poetry, what you're saying, how you're going about saying it. You know what I'm saying? Where where that where does it come from? Because nobody's really doing a lot. Of, everybody's got these uh, lanes that they're coming in that's already been established. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's doing nothing really new right now. It's a lot of regurgitated because you got to think the industry, all the industry do is, is some one person that's able to break through all of the uh, saturation of the music. That one person that's able to break with something new and something refreshing. When he's able to break through the mass and break through all that and he's successful, what does the industry do? Go and get a bunch of those people. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we need something like that. Oh, that's what's hot pop right now? Let's go get us one of that. Yeah. So then and then whoever has this new style, it becomes resaturated again because the industry just keeps regurgitating it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the things that that uh uh the artists, those people who's not trying to go with the flow, those things who's still trying to break their voice and make I mean, you gotta think, think of something like the Wu Tang clan and how odd that sound in them, the whole Kung Fu movie overtones and all that you know what i'm saying and i know the history as far as how long it took for people because i remember when when rizzo was still doing his thing no not be even prior to for grave diggers when rizzo was still over at tommy boy when he had the single oh we love you rakeem Mm -hmm. i remember him when he first started bringing up wu-tang and what it meant and everything and it sounded odd to me you know what i'm saying like you know but he was able to create a whole environment taught people how to rock and create an environment in the scene and think about how many people tried to come in i mean how many woo babies you got Mm. that's taken from that style and transcend you know it's become saturated now you know what i'm saying so and that's what it is when you have the industry all they do is just regurgitating anything because all these industry people are looking for as far as being success in these boardrooms and these offices is is getting the next thing that's popping and shit the next thing that's generating some funds a lot of it isn't necessarily about breaking and developing new artists. Mm-hmm. You know, that days, them days are gone. Mm-hmm. So as artists, what can we do? You have to develop yourself right now. That's the only thing yep. you can do since that whole phase of artist development is gone out of the game now. When you, it isn't, it's seldom that people in these offices are getting um, wind of a hot new talent, going, listening to it, seeing that it's raw and taking it, allowing it to record and nurture it and develop it until it turns into something. No one does that no more. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. gets that dude. And I just got this young dude. I'm putting him in the studio. Yep. Like, yeah. over, uh, all these people in these offices, when they come in, they was like, you what's your numbers? Views. Yeah, you go, what's your views? What's your numbers like? Yep. They're trying to catch you on to something that's already established. I'll give you They're a good, not trying to establish anything. They're yeah. trying to invest in something that's already established. A good example of that was that we just had Wax in here. You familiar with Wax? Uh, No. So for- Wax is... One of the best lyricists I've heard in a long time. He's creative. He's smart. He has a good following, not the biggest, but he's good. He's positive. He was signed to Def Jam, came okay. and signed him. L.A. Reid said, you're the cat I want, blah, blah, blah. They kicked him off before he hit his one-year mark because it wasn't immediate. Of course. The hit wasn't there. And to me, I'm thinking, you guys are stupid. Like, why not work with the kid, develop the kid, grow the kid? He yeah. might be the next Eminem. You don't right. know. But right. because Still he doesn't have... Anymore, yeah, but but yeah. so what I'm saying is the, the, the industry's best interest, I don't even know if it ever was music. Oh, it never is. No, the music, <laughs> right now, the music is such an afterthought. The quality of music when you go in these places. 
if I can come in, long as it's the numbers are what it's supposed to be, the million views, the million followers, whatever the numbers is they, they feel that it needs to be, that's the first thing. Yeah. The music and the quality of the music is an afterthought because to them, with these numbers, we'll go get the song. We'll mm-hmm. make the song because yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to hire Timberland. We're going to get this one to write it. We'll make the song. Yeah. But is the numbers intact for us to go and pay for all these people in yeah. order to make the song? Mm. Okay. That becomes an afterthought. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like if you're like already at that level, you don't really need a label. Uh-huh. You, I mean, you don't. Uh, to me, when I'm, and I'm funny, telling you as an independent artist, it takes finance. No, yeah. For at, sure. at, so you have to invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, and the level of finance will dictate the the level of the look that you get. Because a lot of times you're not investing in yourself yeah. that where you're going to get a lot of profit back. You're more investing in yourself to get a look and to mm-hmm. be seen yep. so that people will go and figure out who you are. So uh, you need a, a label for promotion most than anything. Yeah, more than anything. It's the promotion and the, the money to put into the promotion. What was it like before that? Before that. What could a label give you that they do, can't give you now? Oh, this is what they can't give you now is, is that the layman has access to the same level of promotions that the major labels had. Before yeah. the internet, only people who had level to a certain level of promotion was really the labels. You had to go through them to get them to push your project. With the um, incorporation of the internet and people doing things online now, you have the same, you're on the same playing field when it comes to marketing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I actually did a track with Volume 10 and you saying back in that day, like you needed a, a a label to to record and shit, basically. Almost, <laughs> yeah. Because you got to think, you know, everything. You know, we used to rock, we rock on um, four tracks and stuff like yeah. that. But in order to get a real quality sound, yeah. you had to go and pay for a big studio and get on the board and get you know get into that yep. uh, the mixing boards and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. right now everybody has access to everything. Everything is in the software now. Yep. So they've taken these big rooms that cats used to pay fifty, sixty dollars an hour for back in the day and. You know, it's cats out here now. Even if you don't own your own studio, the most you probably be paying to get in the studio, it is anywhere from ten to twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. really nothing compared to what it was back in the day. Yeah. So you have all these tools out here. They everybody has access to it right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. The key now is is that it's so saturated. What do you do to break through and to be seen? And hey, this is me. Yeah. Hold on. Hey. Sorry about that. It's all good. So, so, so what is what is Born a Law doing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe are you competing against that? You feel, or has your lane been drawn? And, and this is like, what is Born a Law doing to stay relevant and still keep uh, the integrity that of Born, the music. Of Born well, a Law? I mean, what it is is first, it's the quality of the music, man. You always check my music, man. It's always give high quality. It's always on an even playing field, man. It's a lot of cats out here, man, putting out this flubber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Flubber. Yeah, straight flubber, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So that's where I'm starting at from there. Plus, I'm parlaying it into other things to, to grain because what it is is there's no money in the music anymore. The music is nothing more than a digital flyer that raises your awareness so that you can have products to sell to people. Because, in all honestly, once the music hit the internet, it's free, in all honesty. You know what I'm saying? So it's very little to no profit in the actual physical sale of music. 
most of your money is going to come in from merchandising and other products that you have for sale. Live shows. shows yeah, live shows, shows and product. That's yeah. what it is. You know, in, in, in selling, buying and selling of the content, you know what I'm saying? Your persona. So like any advancement, right? Mm -hmm. There was a good thing to it and there was a bad thing to it at the same time. Yeah. So how do we combat and still keep hip hop as pure as possible? <sighs> That's the it's million always, dollar question. I mean, you know, all you got to do, man, the cats that's really about it is going to do it and it's going to break through. I mean... And I hate to bring up something so mainstream, but the best example is to look at what Kendrick is doing. Because to me, that is a genuine lyricist, a genuine yeah. MC. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times people like to judge on the type of music they're doing. Oh, it's too. And it's like, no, as an MC, I mean, if you go back and look at the songs that I've done through the span of my catalog, you'd be like, I was tripping a couple of times. But it's just a song. Like, I did yeah. a song and I'm on this right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and you go and you experience. That's what being an artist is all about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. about, you know, expressing yourself and saying, hey, I'm going to go on this lane. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's been bugged out because sometimes, you know, I'll go and get on some real live R&B stuff. I got some stuff in my catalog that's super R&B with vocalists. And you'd be like, oh, wow. But you've known me for getting my rap battle on the stuff I put out on Ill Boogie. So it's a catalog. Fuck your favorite and it's rappers. About, yeah, come on. So you know what I'm capable <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I'm capable of. It's just the artistry. That's what it's all about. And the only thing that you can do, man, is just keep doing your stuff, man. The real MCs is going to break through and you're going to see us. But in all honesty, it's always going to be that, man. Mm -hmm. How many is of uh, true artists is there going to be out there? That's what makes the true artist special. Yeah. That amongst all this bullshit that's going on, here's some true, you know, uh, uh, fucking artistry that's taking place right here. Mm -hmm. So. You know, it's everything is real. It's all it, you've always had the, the the people who's coming in for the quick bread and the pop songs and the cliche songs. Mm -hmm. That's that's always going to be there. What was that as okay? So now it's obvious because they don't hide it. That's mm -hmm. what they say. Yeah, I'm here just here to get my cheddar. Right. Just here to get my money. We right. blinged out. That's that, that's what I'm here to that's do. That's the mentality. Right? Back in the day, though, mm -hmm. right? That was a big no no. That was a big hey. Well, because that's not what this is about, or that's right. not what it's really supposed to be about. Right. And it really didn't start getting declared. Until, but see, even then, like um, Slick Rick had the jewels on. He had the ring, blah, blah, blah. But he was Slick Rick the ruler. But it made was, sense yeah. in the persona of who he was. Yeah. That's why there wasn't no fraud to you. He had always came in like, I'm Slick Rick. I'm royalty. Like, that yeah. was his crumbs. blade. Yeah, crumbs. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you feed your girl a bowl of puppy chow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Slick Rick was the ruler. So it made sense in the persona, you know. Yeah. Same thing with Eric being Rakim, paid in mm -hmm. full, and you know that yeah. people know when it's genuine, man. Yeah. That's the only thing I can say. That's something it's certain things you can't fake because eventually it comes to the light who you truly are. Yep. You know, like I mm -hmm. was watching um uh, reading something on the internet with all of the non uh all the bad press that your girl Iggy Azalea was getting, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like, that's my and ex. to the point that everybody was on her helmet so tough that yo, yeah. you corballed that. Like, I read that they were like they had to cancel her whole little tour. Yeah, like oh, the wow, sales went really. down. Like, yeah. so Damn. it comes out. Like, you know what happens? And and I'll, and I'll, I'm not saying give full credit, but what happened was they then they make the mistake of sitting down with like Sway or, for example, like me. Right. right? So now, okay. Let's talk. 
uh, well, no, no, you no, no, no. She's not a talker. She's uh-huh. a performer. Right. I'm. I don't really communicate, bro. I'm like, look at my ass. Right. Look at my ass. Right. It's like, okay, I'm gonna put your ass away for five minutes, and I'm gonna talk to the person. <laughs> oh, what happens? This person's a really shitty person, and honestly, you can't really rap. Mm-hmm. So then you go and you do something really stupid, like go sit with Sway, where every MC has to bless the mic. Okay, put a beat on. Oh, your shit's garbage. garbage. <laughs> give me a beat, Wonder. Uh, a beat? Yeah. Uh-oh. Man, just just give us give us a hot 16 if you can. I cannot give you a hot 16 to this hood-ass beat. Acapella? Yeah, if you want me to. Bitch, she no housewife, just desperate. I know you're trying to let go, but accept it. Because the whole world is watching and the paparazzi is flocking. And we fly shit when we drop in and we shut down your part in. And his and her go chains, go watches, everything. His old girl, she gone hate and she gone have something to say. When I hop out his new whip, fresh in some new shit. Damn, she is too thick. Who is this? Yeah, I'm his new bitch. John in Tennessee, go ahead. What you want to say? That shit is fucking trash, dog. Get the fuck off the airways. Oh, you, did you see it? Yeah, I think I did. I <laughs> so he tells her this is a freestyle, right? And Sway being the good dude that Sway is. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's always, he's always fucking. Even but they can't, but yeah. say what you want. Sway immediately said, open up the lines. Right. Because right, he, he, right. he went, because Sway loves hip hop. Right. He goes, someone's going to call her out on this. Mm. And he goes, open them because I I'm not, I can't do it. Oh, okay. I think I did. Somebody. And turns it on and she's like, that shit was fucking garbage. Right. Like, yeah. And got called out. And now you know that she, uh, now you know the ghostwriter is obviously there. Right. Now you know the skills aren't Oops, present. Yeah. And now it's just, besides her having a big ass, there's nothing she's giving you that's authentic. Mm-hmm. Australian and talks black. Where did you learn to talk like this? <laughs> Why are you imitating fucking the brat? Like what, what is happening here? And I'm glad that people finally got tired of her Right, right. And, so, and that's and that's my point that people know what it is. Like, yeah. oh, it, uh, you'll be surprised at some of the cornball stuff I like. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. just guilty pleasure. Say, Born a lot guilty pleasure that I like a song that I like. And uh, y'all go bug out, man. That new song mm-hmm. with uh, <laughs> with Nicki Minaj, uh-huh. Drake, uh-huh. and Lil Wayne. Uh-huh. That new shit, I like it because let me tell you, because they all talking about fucking Nicki Minaj in the song. Even oh, Nicki Minaj, yeah, even Nicki Minaj. That, yeah, so yeah, yeah. to me, that's clever. Like no, you know, she said, I don't fuck Wayne, I don't fuck Drake. Or yeah, something like that. but he said, she but said, but if I ever did, I would Minaj with him, let him eat my ass. Like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And those ain't bars. It's just funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's those not bars. Like oh, it's not fresh lyricism. It's just corny and funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? So I have stuff that I dig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, in, 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 the, in the sake of it just being fun and enjoying it, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I want to hear that bar work. It all been in, in my mood, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, what I do as an artist, that's me trying to push the line, and you know, that's because yeah. I'm that type of uh, artist, you know what I'm saying. So, but you, we have to draw the line with, with certain things that you just enjoy for the novelty of it. Let, let, let's talk uh, on some real shit because okay. I need to know um, from a, a vet's perspective. Please. Um, I am a huge cannabis fan. Cannabis? Okay? And uh, the one thing that, that, uh, that oh, fuck, just from talking to people that know cannabis, Raskaz mm-hmm. and all these other people, mm-hmm. 
there's this real vibe around cannabis as being just like not only weird like like just like an introvert like right, you right. can't really talk to cannabis about anything but hip-hop like right. that's just him really? and it makes sense like if i listen to him I'm like oh this dude must write all the fucking time right? but what i'm saying is he refers to eminem as elvis and what he what he means by that is a white person who's stealing or making money off of black music right is hip-hop black music anymore is hip-hop black music it was you know it's a lot of stuff out there that belong to us you know what i'm saying that we're the original people so mm-hmm. uh that all of it comes from us in a sense okay. you know what i'm saying but people do it and people are going to do it and right. people are going to express it so and the thing about the thing about what music is is that it's all in your, your upbringing you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's why you get certain people like um I mean Latina Marie. Yeah. That sang with such soul. You know what I'm saying? But she grew up in Venice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That was yeah, she was a white girl that grew up in Venice. So it was good you, you could hear her upbringing in what she did. You know what I'm saying? That's when it's authentic. You know what I'm saying? Lord Jamal said white people are guests in the house of hip hop. Our guest referring back to it's a black music. Now let me let me let me give you my perception on this. Okay, because I want to know what the question is. No, no, it's the same question. <laughs> okay, so what I'm wondering is, can anyone really uh, own art as in like it's a black music, right? Not being black myself, right, and being raised by hip hop, mm. I have kind of like a defense mechanism that comes up when someone says something like that, despite of anything. If it could be a white person saying that, mm. right? So, but my thing is saying, if it's really an art form, mm-hmm. which it is, mm-hmm. right? It's the only art that people listen to while making art. Mm-hmm. Painters put on music. Mm-hmm. Music is a living, it's artistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's an expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. So how can that be owned by anyone? Let's say Africa Bombada hadn't done what Africa Bombada did. Mm-hmm. Someone was going to do it. Right. That music was going to grow for someone out of someone. But would it still be hip hop if it didn't grow up from out of the roots from which it did? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to mm-hmm. deal with a couple of things when, because I think we as, we, I just want to identify this before I give the answer. When I say black, I speak about all original people. You know what I'm saying? So I consider my Latino brothers and sisters, my Spanish speaking brothers and sisters, you know, I, uh, my Asian, because when you check those origins, they are, we are all original people, indigenous mm-hmm. people to, to our land. Yeah. People of, with melanin in their skin. So I consider us being one, first off and foremost, especially when you begin to start talking about with hip hop. Hip hop, when you think about the upbringings and the roots of it, the Latinos, the Brown brothers was there with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Puerto Ricans, I mean, so that influence is there. The same as the Jamaican influence from Cool Kirk, Cool Herc and the Caribbean influence is still there. Mm. So when we start saying, when we start talking about, and I think what Lord Jamar really point and issue was is that right now you have the embracement of suburban America mm-hmm. who are embracing hip hop and who are getting the shine now. Even now, like I've judged a couple of the MC battles and stuff like that for King of the Dot and yep. everything. And I see the cats in there bab- battling and these are suburb kids yep. Yep. going in. Suburban kids. So I think it's more of a case of it isn't that 
and I don't want to put any words in nobody's mouth. I think that would, how I'm approaching it and where I can agree with him at is that suburban America are guests in this because this is a poor folks music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A street thing that was created out of people who didn't have instruments and yeah. things of that nature. So who was using things in their environment in order to be creative and these things that they were using the turntables um the speakers and and the only records that they mom and them had in the yeah, house became yeah, that environment yeah, so it yeah. grew up out of that uh-huh. yeah. you know what i'm saying when suburban america embraces and gets into hip-hop they're doing it just purely out of the love uh-huh. it, it was never the necessity so yeah. it doesn't that it, make it, it that much pure no 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 listen let me finish my point their their approach to suburban America's approach to it it's different than um, than the people from which it came from right and they are the guests mm-hmm. yeah. in hip hop those people that are on the outside those people who could afford the instruments uh-huh. and could afford personal training you know what I'm saying they are the guests in hip hop yeah. you know so I think you can't. You, yeah, you could put it in a black and white thing because most of these people who are coming out of these suburbs right, are yeah. white. But I've met a lot of little hipster Latino brothers whose pops had to be the business and grew up in West Bubblefuck and yeah, but yeah, got yeah, bars. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? His yeah, approach yeah. to it was different. It wasn't out of a necessity. Yeah. He didn't need to go into this music in order to grow up because he didn't have no other alternative. He could have yeah. went and worked for his mom, pops, or whatever other opportunity that he has in the suburban community. The, the, yeah. the reason that I have an issue with it is because <clears throat> if anything that history has shown us from from hip hop evolving mm-hmm. is that ultimately in the end all that really matters is if you've got bars or not mm-hmm. as in the, the the approach that uh you that hip hop takes f- towards you so asap rock i don't know if you're familiar with asap rock mm-hmm. probably one of the illest lyricists in history mm-hmm. okay white kid mm-hmm. okay uh copyright i mean the, the list of white dope mcs is ra the rugged man mm-hmm bars for days right mm-hmm. and he's white right so if he is only doing it i don't know Ari maybe Ari was born dirt poor i don't know maybe he wasn't i know alchemist came from a well family and he's one of the illest producers in hip-hop history mm-hmm. right so it it, it it doesn't really matter if as long as you have talent how can art be owned by one set of anything okay but it is in the case and i think you're misunderstanding the point now i'll put it to you this way Let's take an Eminem. When Eminem goes on tour and does his thing, you know what I'm saying? He's doing arenas, right? Yeah. Rock and roll numbers, right? Now, who is your favorite? Who is your black equal or original man equal lyrically to Eminem? Who can, you, that's on the same playing field? Mm, um, black Thought. Black Thought. Do you think he's doing the uh, the same numbers? That Eminem does, and they're on equal playing fields of equal success. Solo. Do you think? Do you without think, the roots? You just said Black Thought, but yeah. I'm just saying. Do you think? Do you? All right, let's. That's a group of brothers, the Roots. Do you think <laughs> that they're getting the money that Eminem got gets? Yeah, no. Okay. No. No. Right. Why do you think that though? They're of equal talent, have equal success. Yeah. Big albums, big. Yeah. But. The Roots ain't getting Eminem money. Yeah. Pick your next favorite black artist. Jay-Z. Nas. Jay-Z. 
Jay Z. Jay Z for him. Okay. Now Jay Z probably now let now let me let me ask you this question. Jay Z by himself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you think about all the major tours that he's went on, he was always with somebody else. Do you think Jay Z would still been doing them same arenas without Beyonce, without Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Kanye, huh? Yeah, that's another cat. Yeah, another who could cat. do M numbers? Jay Z can do M numbers now. See, th- I'm saying that might have been true back now. That's... That that level field is there, but we're talking about the exceptions in both cases, right? We're talking about Eminem and Jay Z, the two biggest rappers on the planet right now. So to me, those don't count because they're so far off what's real that it doesn't matter. But I'm saying if a black MC goes up and a white MC goes up and the white MC can spit how bars, I'm throwing my hands up regardless. How about this? How many how many whack black guys at the level of Iggy mm-hmm. is getting money? That's whack as Iggy. Two chains. I mean, uh, two chains will serve Iggy. Little B, Soldier Boy. I mean, whatever. I mean, th- the whackness is there too. I know the whackness is there, but there's a certain level of they're going to let certain things go through. Now, yeah. I put it to you this way. Like, when all these artists that we're talking about is just as whack, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their come up wasn't the come up. Think about Iggy just got on out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, I like you. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get that. <laughs> Two Chains was Titty Boy up under Luda for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I agree with them on that. Soldier Boy had to do his thing on with it. Nobody just came and said, hey, Soldier Boy, you're dope. Hey, I'm going to put you on. He had to go do his little work. You have these people who can just go and they'll go and say, hey, you. And they can put the money and everything behind it to blow you up. And they'll do that more so than for anybody else. They're guests. You can always come in and get money up in here. Why? Because somebody can always invest some bread in you and you'll blow up. Mm-hmm. That's why you're a guest here. Because you can always have that option. So they I, can always go and grab the great white hope in so hip-hop. So as a, as a guest, what are you allowed to do or what should you do that the owners can't do in the house of hip-hop? They're doing whatever they want to do. Okay. They, there's no there's no limitation. That's what that's what Lord Jabbar was basically saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all doing what you want to do. So what should they do? I mean, so then why make the difference? Why they, make that that? Differential? Why is there? You're a guest. I'm the owner, but we can both do the same thing. Why? Why would he? Why make a statement? I mean, I'm like not that? here to defend Lord Jabbar. Right. All I'm saying is, is that I understood his position okay. because I've seen suburban America yeah. come in and get their space in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen it. I've watched it happen before my eyes. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Want, I don't want to so, sound naive or like like I, like I don't understand. There is a difference. Right. I get it. But to me, it seems that once you're able to grab a mic properly, your facial yeah, and nice your color nice. should just move. Yeah, of course. Yes. That doesn't mean if you nice, you nice. Yeah, but I think it's cats out here that ain't nice that yeah. got this and just had the money behind them, just right. the bread. Period. Yeah. We, so you think that's where the difference should be drawn as, and not what race you are, but uh, what your intentions are for I music. I think he was more. I, in my, no, your in, personal, my personal yeah. opinion. I think it's more class mm. than it is necessarily race. Okay, it's a yeah. more class thing. Uh, so I was gonna say, like to me, like this, like I said, this came out of a necessity to uh, to express yourself artistically, and you use the things in your environment in order to. To create this, and it turned into a music, a lifestyle, and yeah. what we know today as hip hop. Okay. So when you when when you start, and you automatically now see that suburban America hasn't embraced this 
gotten their their thing, but they didn't do it out of the necessity that original people do it out of. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a lot more other options than hip hop? Mm. Yeah, like Biggie like, said, either you got a, uh, uh, you slang crack rap, you got a wicked drum shop, or now <laughs> yeah. you rap. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times those are, you know, our options for poor, well, at least that's what we think our only options are. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you can always go get an education and better yourself and mm-hmm. go that route. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for the most part, these are our options, man. Yeah. As as original people, as being poor people, man, here under these conditions, everybody know what it is. I'm not making it up. You have limited options. Mm. And this isn't a necessity for suburban America yeah. the way it is for my people. And I'm what do you got to say? No, like, Tell me. I want to well, hear it. When I think of hip hop, what I think of is struggle when I think of hip hop. Yeah. Because you know? I've fucking just been, th- I came from struggle. So yeah. fucking, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's a necessity. This is the only motherfucking thing I could do mm-hmm. that's good other than, you know, mm-hmm. shit that's going to get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for the last like five years, this shit's just been burning in my skull. Like this is all I could fucking think about, you know. Mm-hmm. Like this is the only way I can. Do, this is the only thing I could do to. I could be be someone that my daughter looks up to. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I don't know this. So I feel like, yeah, you could you could be from the suburbs and fucking be hard, you know. But I feel like it means more to people with struggle. I don't know mm-hmm. personally. No, yeah, I understand. I'm with it. Well, this is good. See, this is why I'm picking right. your brain. I of need course, to know from from, yeah. from this generation how it's perceived. Because uh, I feel there's a lot of people that that um, that don't have. Well, there's obviously the history. They don't know it. Right. They don't know that it did come from struggle. Right. I mean, uh, okay. I was doing a show, and I like to get like, the crowd pumping for when I do a show. And I played Premier's uh, "Boom," the song he did with Royce to Five Nine. Right. Right. And Usually, when I'm doing shows with people my age, oh shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. I went and did this younger crowd. None of that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm old. And I said, raise your hand if you know if you have ever heard this beat before. No one had raised their hand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this is premiere. I'm playing. You've never even heard an inkling of right. not even like a <laughs> obscure of a very famous hip hop song, right? But that's a lot of the issue that new hip-hop heads have Mm. they start from where they at and go forward yeah so they have no history behind them they know nothing to play off all they playing off of is the environment and the playing field that exists now you see what i'm saying and moving forward yeah that's their hip-hop and it worries me the average young cat the most he goes back in his hip-hop is maybe five to six years. And that's still 50 cents. Right. Uh, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You're still not going no place. <laughs> and, and, and it worries me because we grew up with, and this is my generation, you, I mean, you have that. To me, we were still premier guru. It was still, it was still these cats that had a, a rock, rock Kim KRS. Mm-hmm. They were still there. Well, let me They're growing the up with Soldier Boys and, and right. Little Bees. And, and it's like, what hope does hip hop have? 10 years from now. Well, let me tell you where the problem started is now. And I know this even with my own kids. For instance, when I was growing up back in the day, we didn't have headphones like that. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to listen to whatever my mama or daddy was listening to yeah. on the radio. Yeah. So I became privy of their music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, when the kid get in his car, he got his headphones on, yeah. and he's doing whatever on his phone or whatever he's doing in his own space. He's not forced to listen to 
what moms is listening to or whatever they're playing. The whole yeah. thing with the headphones and getting enclosed in your own little world and that's cutting you off, that's, that's, that's all they know, they know now. Yeah. They're not here and having a force. I mean, I didn't have no, and growing up, I had no say-so what was being played in the house. Yeah. So I had no choice but to listen to what my mama and the people I lived with, and they played certain kind of stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I became privy of various things. So when I got into hip hop and I could recognize a sample or I'm hip to this mm-hmm. and and it became, I was able to grow and develop. But these kids now are so enclosed, they don't get to hear what their parents is listening to. All they know is what's popping amongst their little friends and getting their headphones. You know what I'm saying? And they just, all they know. Yeah. So, so that's can we come back that? Or is that just the way it's going to be? Um, if you one of them type parents, take them goddamn headphones on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have to. What I try to do is put my kids on to certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll play this. You know, be like, yo, you know who Daddy Furby is? Well, whatever you ever heard this, or I'll hear certain things, and I'll be like, you know where that sample from, or you know where this guy he got this from, and then I'll go and play the original. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is where this, oh, I didn't know. And I try to make them privy that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have to take as, especially as hip hop heads and being a hip hop parent, you know, you got to take the time to actually teach your kids what it do. You know, I take the opportunity, especially if we on long drives and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. We playing with daddy, you know, yeah. playing, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And make them get hip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To what's going on. I mean, a lot of times I don't. I don't like my kids with their headphones on all the time. So unless you off by yourself, like if you in an environment, I want you to hear. Like we can't be walking down the street. You got on headphones. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that bothers me. You can't hear what's coming up behind you. So, so, so should we like just that. come to terms with that? That we got to live through that era that our kids will never get to experience, right? Because eventually we're gonna go, and what's gonna be left? It's like you said, they start from here. And on, forward. so yeah. there's no history, you know. Of course, and so that's the issue. and that's just we're gonna have to deal with it. I mean, what else can you do? I don't, you know, I if I had to answer, I would change it, man, because I love <laughs> hip hop, man, yeah. and I want people, you know, so so I can't come and say, hey, I got this grand solution. I just see what it is, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. But I can't front. I've heard artists explain this before me. Like I've I've read old BB uh, King interviews. Where he was like, you know, when he goes to his crowds, he's like, all my crowds and audiences is white. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Only people who request me to do shows is over in Europe who end up appreciating the music. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't be mad about the suburbans or the white folks in it because they're the ones who's embracing it. You know, when we get it, we, we tend to let it go for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, even now, man, when I go out now and I can see and I see how it's changed, especially in L.A. hip hop. And when I come to most of my shows I do is all Latino and, and, and white folks and Asians. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm it's saying? It's all about the ratchet now. No, yeah. it's, it's not about the ratchet no more. It's just they're the ones who's more into authentic hip hop. Yeah. Mm. And it's and it's just because and it's and it's so funny, man, because they become artsy about it. You know what I'm saying? It turns into something else when it gets into these audiences because they're into you know, the history in it. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the, if you look back and see most of the blues buffs and stuff like that, who's into the history and everything is all white dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if we're not teaching it to our people, you know what I'm saying? These people are still going to embrace it and, but they're going to take it from their experience and express it and articulate it from their point of view. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get in there and embrace and tell our own history, 
and do our own history, man, what do we expect it for it to happen? That's one of the things that I respect about the good life, man. When Ava um, came and did the do good life documentary that I recommend everybody should go see, man. She won for a uh, best uh, documentary in the um, uh, film festival and everything. And she is the same person who directed the Selma Selma films is the same woman who directed and did the documentary on the Good Life MCs. So that history is documented, man. We got to be able to tell our history before somebody try to tell it before us. You know what I'm saying? We have to go and represent ourselves. Yeah. You have to go and represent yourselves and tell your history, man. So, <clears throat> born a law. Yes, sir. How do you represent yourself? Because you're telling me born a law is, is the teacher. He's mm-hmm. the He's the knowledge. He's the knowledge. But then again, you know what I'm saying? I got this ultra ego, right? I got this side of me that's not that, okay. right? Uh, well, so no, tell no. me about that. Okay, let me well, tell you. It's me. But <laughs> maybe now in a we're different getting into situation. the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. My my history and my legacy goes back because I am also born a law. I'm a 5%er. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of the law's 5%. Uh, a lot of people have heard it. You know, a lot of Wu-Tang members were 5 or is 5%ers, was 5%ers. Daily mathematics yeah, and all that very, stuff. So yeah. I'm a 5%er, and not only am I a 5%er, I'm one of the first born in Los Angeles, meaning me and eight other brothers are the ones who brung the knowledge in the nation here in uh, Los Angeles in 1989 in the Lamert Park area. That park right across the street from Project Blow, yeah. the guards has been building in that park since 1989. That's where a lot of my legacy comes from where people know my history from is teaching the science that man is God in the streets of Los Angeles. Mm. So that's what born a law means. Born means born. A law means the living God, anything that born lives, you know what I'm saying? And we teach that man is God and man is devil. And based off of his ways and actions and what he does, you can tell good or bad in him. So a lot of my legacy goes back to that besides my MC stuff. And what I've done in the street as far as music and stuff is concerned. So I've told my history. People have seen my history. A lot of times when most of the information, when people come across a 5% of their most or only experience in Los Angeles of being a 5% it usually refers back to me. So, and I'm proud of that legacy that I was able to bring in certain kind of teachings and everything because there wasn't no knowledge in L.A. before I came in. How does it translate over into your music? Because the name and the music that I've done, like if you go back to my early stuff, I was originally in a group called Movement X. And I had a song called Freedom Got a Shotgun back when Public Enemy and everything was popping. So even if you refer back to my old days, you know what I'm saying, I've always been teaching in my music. Even in the good life, when they say, when they talk about me in the good life music, uh, movie, they speak about my presence there as far as being the only five percent in there. And when people used to try to say that they were five percenters, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? How I would confront them and deal with them back in those days at the good life, plus all the rhymes and everything always had the teachings intertwined in it. A lot of people who are familiar with the teachings in Los Angeles, if you didn't hear from it from Brand Nubian record <laughs> or um, a, a Rakim record, you, the first time you heard in Los Angeles is spoken through a Los Angeles dialect that where you can understand and it sounds LA hood to you was usually through me you know so that's where my legacy comes into the game because I was the only ones in the hip hop industry that as far as West Coast is concerned that represented the five percenters from mm-hmm. the West Coast Yeah. so that's how I connected with my music Okay. so <clears throat> directing it from that to this other side of you 
Mm-hmm. Right? The daddy grace. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, it was just finding a way that we could teach, man, that I could teach the people, man. So, and what we did was I came to the revelation and I created the Church of Hip Hop and Financial yeah. Prosperity. And in the Church of Hip Hop and Financial Prosperity, we teach that God is the MC. Because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So therefore God had to be an MC mm-hmm. and he gave his only begotten son and his begotten son is the B-boy. The B-boy is the one that came to us with the four miracles, which are the four elements of hip hop, graffiti, breakdancing, DJing and MCing. But the B-boy has been crucified by whack rappers and bloodsuckers in the industry. Mm-hmm. So we're about resurrecting the B-boy, bringing that real shit back. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so is this a religion yeah. that we can speak of? You, or? Could, you could call it a religion. My, I like to tell people I am giving a hip hop interpretation to things that you've always heard throughout your life. As far as if you were in the church, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm giving you a hip hop interpretation of it. And I'm teaching you that you can interpret it. And your interpretation is just as valuable as anyone that's standing at the podium. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, you making it make sense for you. I'm with this. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you yeah. just like, you know, God's first graffiti was when God created the stars and the solar systems and you see the various constellations. That's God hitting up in the sky. That was God's first graffiti. Yeah. Hip-hopism. You know what I'm saying? God, <laughs> yes. God's first turntable was the solar system and the way the planets revolve around the sun. Yeah. That was God's first turntable. That's why the early prophet African Bambada came to us with the planet rock. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) And then, you know, breakdancing was, you know, the first breakdancing was when God created man and your heart and your body organs pop, lock and bump and spin and everything. That was the first breakdancing when God created man. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I'm giving hip hop interpretations and I'm not being blasphemous. All I'm saying is, is that it can mean this too. Because when we get these teachings from these ancient books, the Quran, the Bible and everything, a lot of these things are thousands of years old and a lot of the interpretations have been lost. Mm -hmm. So we need to learn how to make it walk and talk for ourselves here today. Mm -hmm. So if you're in hip hop, you can find a way to interpret it. So you think it's it's just another way of explaining something that's been explained? Yes, exactly. Already, to make okay. It make sense because that somebody. would be my main argument to you would be the, the blasphemy thing. So like right. I'm a Christian, right? So I have those. So when you're telling me these things, I'm listening to them through as a Christian mm-hmm. and as an MC and someone who loves hip hop, and it's speaking. I'm like, right. oh, this sense. is this makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and you you are kind of walking that borderline, right? You know, but I feel if you do it correctly. Right, this could be a mass thing. This yeah, could be it course. is. So tell me, how have how is it? Has it been as successful as you expected it to be? Or um, well, I I put it to you this way: it's one of them things, and I'm sure it's probably the same way with the gospel. It's like when I tell it to somebody, it resonates with them. Yeah, you know what it's I'm saying. Definitely. So I've never been able to tell it to someone and it doesn't resonate with them. That's yeah. the only thing I can say. Like, am I getting mass success off of it or nothing? No, but people are digging it. They're seeing the imagery and. It's only a matter of time before it begins to catch on because you're going to tell someone and you tell someone, my voice right now is so big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you know, various brothers out there that represents the church. I mean, you got my brother Soul King, that's Bishop T.D. Cakes. You got my other brother, that's Akim, that's um, Pastor Offerings. You know what I'm saying? We got Reverend Check Mo Dollars. You know, various brothers that's out there, man. And they're going to go on to be prophets and messengers in their own gospel and teach it out there and stuff, man. And how deep do we go into it? Is there a I mean, I that we're going to, to? No, is no, there a no. Bible? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, for example, like KRS, he has took, the temple of hip hop, took it upon himself to write a Bible. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> which I'm pretty sure uh, it includes uh, the rules of hip hop. Right. And one of the rules is you do not battle KRS One. <laughs> like he, I swear to God, look it up. It, it includes it's like rule two forty three or something. It's like uh-huh. do not battle KRS One. Like you just don't do that, right? <laughs> but uh, no, so but KRS takes it very seriously that he said it. Hip hop is a religion. Mm-hmm. The MC yeah. is the pastor. Blah 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now to me. Uh, that is almost like a spit in the face of like I guess not only say organized religion but the the belief of Christ and God and all that stuff. Well, I I put it to you this way: um, religion is defined as a group of ideas or rituals that people follow in order to get closer to God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you have various places, you know, the Christian era, the Muslim era. Everybody have their era and their time. You know what I'm saying? My attitude is God is one and your path to God and how you go about doing it is your way to choose. So if you want to call it a religion, like me, I like to say it's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way I'm drawing it up, how I'm making it make sense for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can't be mad at my references, the Christian references, because none of it belongs to nobody as an individual. Mm -hmm. It belongs to all of us to interpret as we see fit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can never take it personal because you're not the only one with it. You know why? I, you know why I'm with this right now? Because it it gives hip hop a level of respect that I feel is lost mm-hmm. in hip hop. As I started as a poet, I'm still a poet. Mm-hmm. I rather do poetry than do anything else. Right. And and with that comes a certain respect for the written word that I have, mm-hmm. right? Like books and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And outside of that. Um, the lyricism that it takes to be a poet is very strenuous. I don't know if people realize like how much it really does take to write something, right? Unless you've ever written a song, you don't know what it's like and how much it really helps you therapeutically and and all that stuff. Um, And I'm with this because like I said, it gives that back to it and it, and it puts it on a level where it's not attainable like it is now on your laptop and like where anyone could do. No, 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 no. It has to be more than this. Mm -hmm. And because it hasn't been treated it, Mm-hmm. Treat it that way. That's why we're stuck right. in the position that we are. Whereas Siggy, Iggy, I said I can go fucking sell out a stadium, but Rakim can't do that. Like right. that's ridiculous right. to me right. that Rakim can't go and pack a fucking show, but Little B's fucking you know like it's absurd. Right. So I'm I'm with this because it gives it that extra. It puts it back on the pedestal mm-hmm. where it was intended to be, where right. it began. And it's so funny because people, when I started telling them about the church, they were like, well, is it gospel? And I say gospel by the definition because gospel is defined as the unfathomable truth. That is the definition of gospel. Mm. And this is unfathomably, truthfully hip-hop. Yeah. So how can you say that it's not the gospel? Because I'm giving you true hip-hop. Yeah. This is my gospel. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So So, it's all for interpretation. None of these words, we don't own, none of these places own these things. You see what I'm saying? They like to, you like you to think that. Yeah, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? They don't. So getting more deep into, do we have, like I said, there's no masses or nothing like that. Like, uh, when yeah, when is it taught? Huh? Where is it taught? How is it taught? When is it? It's taught in the music. I mean, a lot of if you want to see early scripture from uh, this these teachings, you listen to the top and tabernacle stuff, man. Aquarian Gospel Volume One. You Mm -hmm. can cop that CD, man. That was back when it was the Trinity, when it was three of us, you know. And then we went on and we did Moses and Aaron Volume One. That was an ill, some ill gospel on there, man. Then you can go and find uh, B Boy Prophecy, the book of Hemothy, 
you know? <laughs> and then we got Tabernacle Presents to get that Money Boys Choir. So if you're looking for this type of gospel and these bars, then... I'm so with this, bro. Yeah. I- I'm so with this. Uh, uh, on a side note, we'll move on. Uh, uh, shout out to um, Acrobatic, who is a legitimate professor in the in Boston who teaches a hip-hop course. Say what? Now, Acrobatic was such a cool dude that when I found this out, I, saw, I shot him an email and I'm like, bro, I need to take these classes. I need to know. And he's sending me the material low pro. Also, uh-huh. I'm not a site, but I'm reading through it. It is fascinating. Yeah, I am yeah. so with this. I got to learn some more, Allah. Oh, yeah. We, we got to talk, brother. We got to talk. But we got a couple more things we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. A couple segments we're going to get into so people can get to know you on, on a more mm-hmm. personal basis. Yes. Manifesto posted on Facebook, let you know which one of you gotta go. Daddy Grace, Church of Hip Hop and Financial Prosperity, repent now and die in your own iniquity. Oh, 
I Need Born or Lost top five musical influences of all time. Albums, artists, or just musical influences. influences. Wow, I think my influences will probably show my age. <laughs> uh, Run DMC. Okay. Uh, L. Cool J. Yeah. Rock Kim. Kooji oh. Rap. Yeah. I mean, no, excuse me. I said Kooji. Oh, rap. come on. Don't no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> sorry. I said rap? No. Chill Rob G. Okay. Chill Rob G. I okay. always, when I go to say the name, I end up so used to say it for some reason. But Chill Rob G. Because you got the ill Steve. Yeah, yeah. Kooji Rap was cool, but I think I was more influenced by Chill Rob G. Okay. And you only have one out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chill Rob G. And then, um, how you said Rock Hill? Oh, Public Enemy. Okay. Those were probably my greatest in as an MC. If you, I always tell people all the time that my my style is actually a, a bastard version of DMC. Mm. I thought DMC was the illest. And as quiet as it kept, DMC wrote all the rhymes for Run DMC. And in, for, including for Revs? Huh? Including Revs? Yeah, Runs, hell yeah. Them three, they, they, I've seen interviews and I've heard interviews and always heard like those runs, especially them first couple of yeah. albums, were all from DMC's wow. rap book. I had no idea. Yeah, DMC wrote most of that stuff. DMC is really... Run okay. was just yeah. the personality and yeah. stuff, but DMC was the beast. Man. DMC was the beast. I was heavily influenced by LL because he came out in the era where just he just killed the kill game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? LL. Yeah. That was before he was licking his lips and wearing like two, wearing you know two coats saying? of baby oil. Yeah, mom, you know that was prior to licking his lips and two coats of baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about unplugged, uh, uh, what is it? A uh, uh, white, uh, the, remember the, the white deodorant? <laughs> like, everyone's looking at him like, oh. Right. No, but then rock him, man. Like, you know. He he yeah. was half of the reason. Like he, when I found out he was a five percenter as well, that just blew my wig. Yeah. You know, like he was. To this day, I've I I I dare I challenge anyone to play eighteenth letter right all the way through and not feel hip hop resonant in the end. Like, really? Dude, you don't. You. I love eighteenth letter, but that is so many works prior to that. Oh yeah, for, yeah, but like for me, for me letter, like that, I'm that, like, it, yeah. Well, oh, cool. I mean, I'm, I want to go back and get paid, right. paid in full. But I'm saying, like, to, to 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 give you an example of modern, like how long it could stand and still go back. Mm-hmm. Pick up. You can't tell me that's 2015 or that's 98. You can't. You know, the music is so timeless. Right. To right. me personally, okay. that album was it. You know what I'm saying? I felt it and it was great. And, and I loved it how he stayed relevant after mm-hmm. all that time. It was what is it, 2001, right. something like that when he dropped it. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it was early 2000s. That was when he first did the MCA. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. The people, there is music you can listen to. It, it gives you that. I like the top five. Yeah. I'm with it. Okay. But you know what's more interesting than your top five? What's that? It's your bottom fuck. Yeah. I, yeah. Your I need, bottom tr- Your like bottom garbage. dirt McGirt yeah. five from Born Alive. Garbage. Garbage, son. Garbage. Your bitch is garbage. 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 Yes. Wow. <laughs> garbage. Wow. I never considered my top garbage. Garbage. Are they the people in, uh, in the Fuck Your Favorite Rapper? Or is that just kind of... No, Fuck Your Favorite Rapper was more of a fuck it all. Just <laughs> fuck like, everyone. Just fuck it. Like, you, when I... Because you got to realize, like, 
this was when one of the times that I was reinventing myself and I was coming into this digital thing and everybody was banging me in the head with all the social media stuff. And I was just like, the fuck got I got to do with my bars, man? None of this got nothing to do with my bars. Yeah. So that was just my thing. Just like, fuck all that bullshit. Like I, I got bars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's more of what that was. It wasn't that I individually hate some of them dudes. Cause everybody that I probably mentioned did that. Um, I have a song of theirs that I probably dig. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it isn't, it was just a case of fuck that shit. Like even in fuck your favorite rapper, I said, fuck the throne. Cause I ain't sitting on nobody's lap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. cause I was just like, I knew the hip hop. And when I listened to the album, I was like, I know Jay-Z and Kanye is way earlier than this, but this yeah. is what y'all did. Like I was kind of, I liked Otis, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But everything else was like, eh, y'all kind of, you know. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of writing on that album. The people. Yeah, uh, you know, so that was just me just saying, likes. fuck all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. all that extra. Let's yeah. just, I'm just going to get my rapper on. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't even remember how many bars fuck your favorite rapper was, but wasn't no hook. I said, <laughs> fuck saying a hook. Like, you know, I was just on some bullshit, yeah. man. But my top garbage. Garbage. Five. Garbage. Garbage. Pure garbage. Garbage. Rubbish. <laughs> Jeez. The dirt McGurk. Of all time? Garbage, garbage. of all time? So to you, man. Garbage of all time. Okay, so I would have to go Vanilla Ice. Ooh, <laughs> Vanilla Ice garbage. Um garbage. garbage. MCs. Vanilla Ice was garbage. Garbage. Um, who else did I didn't like at all? Wow, nobody's never asked me my garbage, garbage. before, man. This yeah. might take me a second. This shit. <laughs> it tells me it tells me more about you than your top five because right. what what standards do you hold right, with music? Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, so, right. so Vanilla Ice, I'm with that. Okay, okay I can so see that. It would have to be garbage. Garbage. I'd say Vanilla Ice. We bring it up a little further. You know, somebody like Soldier Boy, pure garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Soldier Boy's garbage, garbage. Vanilla Ice garbage. That's garbage. the whole spectrum. I'm missing a lot of garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Between that. A lot of years too. Straight yeah, garbage. Garbage. Um, let me think. Let me go through 80s garbage. Garbage. 80s garbage. Garbage. Wow. A lot of stuff that I thought was garbage, garbage. I learned to appreciate as I got older for okay. what it was. Yeah. Because like as an MC when I was growing up, like LA Dream Team was garbage. Garbage. You know what I'm saying? But then I learned to appreciate what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Later yeah. on, so that I wouldn't say this guy. Even Freestyle Fellowship and shit, or they um to whom it make concerns album, they diss uh LA Dream Team. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, but as I've gotten, like I said, like, as I got older. The dream team. Yeah, it? yeah. But that shit was popping. I remember doing the frequent chicks and shit back yeah, in the day, trying to get that cracking and shit. <laughs> so, um, so we have Soldier Boy, um, uh, vanilla ice, um, garbage, garbage, trash, <laughs> pure trash. Who did I even pay attention to that was just trash? What about now? Anybody now? Now, Nelly was garbage. Garbage. Nelly was garbage. <laughs> garbage. So I, I skipped Nelly. Okay. okay. Nelly was garbage. Garbage. Anybody now that's just super whack in the scene that you know that you just like, man, you know this cat right here. Like in the circle, or you mean just I don't know. Maybe you running you you done show you doing shows like man, this kid dude, like this is what the fuck. Yeah. 
I mean, everybody know that little thing. I went back and forth with bus driver. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but would you consider bus driver garbage? Garbage. Honest. No, I just my issue with bus driver was that I I knew where it came from. Like to me, it was a complete. It was like a revamp of Mike and I. And mm-hmm. I've known Mike and I for a lot of years, so to me, but that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. <laughs> but that that wouldn't be in your bottom. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you don't have to reopen that wound. Uh, um, let's see. So, I would give Nelly the garbage. Garbage. Award. I would give Nella Ice the garbage. Award. Garbage. I would give um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy the garbage. Garbage. Award. Um, Lil Wayne. Oh, Lil Wayne probably would get the garbage. Garbage. That mumble mouth. <laughs> that shit gets in my nerves. That shit works my nerves. Like, I can't believe he's still doing that shit. Sound yeah. like he got a mouthful of marbles and shit. Um, and Iggy is silly. We'll give her, we'll give her garbage. Yeah, but that's garbage. so like easy to do, like the Iggy. But I guess that would be my five. Yeah. I guess I. What happened to so Tyler Beef, man? You, you dropped that or what? Huh? No, I dropped. Yeah, I'm not doing that. He used, to, he used to throw Tyler Creator in everything. <laughs> I would tell everyone's bottom five, regardless, is Tyler the Creator. But all I get from, oh, I kind of like him. I could, I'm like, shh. Whatever, yo. You know he's garbage. garbage. You don't need to pretend like he's not garbage. garbage. He's never going to make a song with you. Just well, relax. Ever since I did Fuck Your Favorite Rapper, a lot of people be telling me, like, chill out or dissing everybody yeah. so much. So yeah. I have to be a little conscious and shit. Did, you, so, you, did know? you get any like type of like hate from that or not? No, not really. I mean, you know, because you got to think now and today just to acknowledge you yeah. will blow you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you're a bigger threat. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, the MC Shan and KRS One should have shown you that, yeah. No. Because MC Shan could have ignored KRS One, mm-hmm. and it'd have been easy to do, and it wouldn't have blew. But because he acknowledged him, yeah, it was like yeah. it yeah. helped him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So a lot of cats now, same thing with um um Jay Z and Fifty Cent. Yeah, when Jay Z threw in the Fifty, 50 Cent, Cent about yeah, it, after that it popped. So yeah. a lot of cats now 50, will not. Fifty wrote that song with those intentions because he just goes down the list of like mm. all fat fat joke can't catch me for snap like he just went down to see hopefully 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 and then somebody J- will bite and then, somebody will bite and Jay-Z bit Jay-Z yeah. bit Ghostface bit <laughs> yeah. um, oh Ghostface for a while too he held on to that, that yeah, shit yeah you didn't like that Supreme Clantel he was like hey fuck 50 like, he <laughs> was serious I'm like dude that was like fucking six years ago dude what the yeah, fuck yeah, you know. uh, that nigga old school gangster they don't play that nah, shit man like what would you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck you. You remember '98? You were like, I'm like, dude. Yeah, okay, that I'm with that. Shit. I respect that bottle five. I'm with. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I you know, man. we'll move on to the next segment. We can right. close down the show. I need a minute of venting from Born to Run, like, like every day, every real, real life shit venting. Venting. A minute worth? A, min- a minute. A minute or so. God. Y'all got your times? Y'all got your times? <laughs> Ready, set? No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I really want to get my clock <laughs> You want to get a minute shit, in. Man. I want to get a minute in this shit, okay. man. I want to get a minute in I'm talking about like DMV lines too fucking long, man. Like, like that. I got industry venting this shit. Okay, man. Let okay, me tell you, okay. man. I'm sick of these bitch ass promoters and shit, man. Ooh. Motherfuckers yep. always want you to sell the tickets and yep. shit like yeah, that. My yep. attitude is I'm a fucking artist. Yep. You are a show promoter. You promote a show and you want to give your art, your 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 crowd a good show. So yep. you go and get good artists. Yep. Why would I sell fucking tickets for you? What are you gonna promote if I'm gonna if all the artists is gonna fill up exactly. the goddamn room with 
with their fucking friends. Then what's super fucked up is, is that you'll go and get a headliner and you'll put a hundred motherfuckers on the goddamn bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you'll put a hundred motherfuckers on the bill to pay the headliner that's coming. Yeah. All the people who that's in the place bought their tickets from their non-rapping ass fucking relatives and shit that they only came to see them. By the time the headliner get on the goddamn stage, the place is empty because only people that's in there is the people who bought tickets from their whack ass relatives. And after they seen they whack ass relatives, they didn't want to watch they whack ass friends, so they left and shit before the real fucking act get on the goddamn stage and shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sir. I'm sick. Oh, oh, you fucking record promoters are bitches. <laughs> I hate you fucking record. You do you fucking show promoters so fucking much, man. Because mm-hmm. you guys are blood sucking people, man. Ooh, How yes, the fuck do are. I look selling fucking tickets yes. to you, you son of a fucking bitch, <laughs> man? You son of a fucking bitch. I, I feel we need names yeah. at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I want to put it, but names, we ain't going to go bro. there. And then I, I got a couple names. of, all you bitch ass <laughs> niggas, all you bitch ass niggas and shit that I paid to get mixes of my songs and shit that either took too goddamn long, took my bread and gave me some bullshit, man. Fuck you bitch ass niggas and shit, man. You fucking, all you motherfuckers who are out here mixing and mastering motherfuckers and shit, man. Y'all need to have your foot put, a foot put square up in your bitch ass oh, ass and yeah. shit. Um, talking about you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers, man. I had a couple of people burn me on that shit, man. Oh, you bitch ass niggas doing artwork and shit, man. Stop, stop trying to charge a nigga and shit for them fucking apps that you doing that shit. I went and bought me a tablet, nigga. I got them same apps. Stop giving me them bullshit ass <laughs> graphics. You ain't fooling no motherfucking body and shit. I went and paid a couple of dollars and bought some real apps, and I'm like, oh shit, nigga, your font is in here. Yeah, like stop it with that fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, and these oh, fucking I open fucking, up the floodgates and these fucking and these fucking rap shows, man. When I came up, the DJ played music and we kicked it, man. Doing a fucking rap show and a hundred acts back to back, and you never play no music. That's why there's no broads at your shows. You're yes. never playing no music. Yes. Take a couple of acts, take some time, let the DJ play for a little bit, play some joints that people know, people like, let them get the shit, then put the next act on this shit. If you're doing a fucking show and you got five, six acts going back to back that nobody know, nobody know the songs, sausage that's fans. not a party. That's a sausage fest. Yo, that's, yeah, you, it's just a fucking sword fight. <laughs> it's a fucking sword fight, man. Get you a decent DJ, play some songs, man. Play some fucking songs and then what I hate now shit when you do get a dj and i've been going to these little shows now and motherfuckers don't dance at the parties no more i go to the kissing grinds and everybody is standing there looking at the dj spin records Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that shit is fucking like are you fucking nuts i'm gonna sit here and watch you dj you supposed to be, but nobody dances, nobody's grooving like at this party. That's no why more. I don't fuck with little underground shows no more. I just do like clubs. Yo, them little underground was... shits is the bullshit. If I want to shake yeah. my ass, I got to go to a fucking dance hall club yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To shake my fucking ass, I got to go to a fucking dance hall club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, can you believe it? So big up to my Belizeans and my Jamaicans out there, man. They got the dance hall clubs. I can go bubble up and wind <laughs> up against <laughs> some, up against some ass and shit. I can't even bubble up against some ass on some hip hop. I got to listen to the bull. <laughs> 
fuck? But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, man. But oh man, I hate I hate the way people do the shows now, man. It's not a party no more. It's like you shoving hundreds of acts down people yeah. throat, man. That's where the game is saturated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think back to a thing like Unity. You know what I'm saying? He had he had the main act, a couple of three local acts at the most. One act go on, okay, you get off. We're going to play, spend some records. The next act go on and shit. If you motherfucking promoted your shows and shit, you wouldn't have to get so many artists in order to sell the tickets to pay yeah. for the main act. Yeah. You are a show promoter. Oh, and please show promoters. A Facebook invite is not a fucking promoting. <laughs> Buy some flyers. Buy some fucking flyers, please. Do some legwork. Go to the club that's <laughs> popping and hand yeah. your flyers out. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking duh. Yeah. Go to the club that's popping, hand your flyers yeah, out. But, but I, I could just I could just invite all on Chrome. It's Yo, just so I get much so easier. many of them shits, man. I don't even pay attention to them shits, yeah. man. Nobody Why nobody pay attention nobody to them fucking Facebook invite, dude? Yeah, you know what it is? Uh, also, the news is full of bullshit because like uh, I don't know if you guys heard of the stories where like uh, uh, Facebook parties... Like, it'll be like 300 kids in one house, and we all heard about it on Facebook. I'm like, that's some bullshit. Yeah, because bullshit. I know you did not go and actually read the invitation you were given. Nope, nope, no more. It's good. I'm with you. I'm with that. Yo, you know, you know, fuck some Yo, promoters. Fuck, shit, <laughs> fuck them promoters. Fuck them. Some fuckery. Some fuck boy shit. Pure unadulterated fuckery, man. <laughs> pure unadulterated fuckery, man. So I don't even know if I went on a minute, but yeah, fuck them show promoters. Yeah, you know, fuck them engineers and shit. Motherfuckers be charging you too much. The dope motherfucking dudes to mix your album. I mean, mix your song. You want three hundred dollars for a fucking song? For what song? 250 like the real ill yeah. dudes to mix your shit yeah. man like yep. and you get what you pay for man yeah. you get what you pay for yeah. cause you can go get them little 50 60 dollar specials yeah. but your shit gonna sound like 50 60 dollar and you know I'm doing my shit at a certain level right now yeah. man so and my attitude is I got a lot of music homie yeah. you know what I'm saying so stop trying to rate me one time when you can get a little here's a customer that comes back yeah come on man how you gonna charge me fucking two three hundred dollars to mix a fucking song man that shit is so fucking whack man born a lot man you you are a fountain of knowledge. Thank you, man. You know I appreciate what I'm saying? It. I'm, I'm saying with somebody that. wanted to hear me ramble on. Hey, man. If, if I can, I, we could make a born a lot hour. <laughs> I wait to flock up. I'm, it's just a weekly thing telling you how you ain't shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll make that happen. You know, we'll make it work. <laughs> Last and final segment. Praise to the beat. Yes, sir. Oh. Longevity, you a nut for this right here, man. But then. Let's feed the gorillas. Yeah. West Coast, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I when we do it, I say we go all in. We go all in. Or you're nothing. Yeah. It's feel good right here. I say when we do it, I say we go all in. We go all in. Yeah. <laughs> I told him to repent, stop blaspheming in his spit. We had communion, burned the bush, and pulled the fifth. Prophesied the end, the serving of many men. Hip hop is dead, but if I take a rapper's head, I swear to live again. Uh, the game is flooded, I'ma part the Red Sea, cause these niggas can't swim. I'm a 40 year old nigga rhyming, I'm all in. I'ma do this and hustle until I win and hit the pin. All glory. 
praise to the B-boy Pressure on these rappers neck like little Nimoy Hold my dick posing for flicks in the tabloids Getting for they publishing like they signed the bad boy Yeah boy, cold as the gods of Medina Standing in my square next to a chick thinking Selena Twisting my chiba, just anticipating having to lay hands on one of you bitch ass niggas uh. See when we do I say we go all in We go all in Or you nothing Over with goose, I'm ducking the noose In my past life, I was a slave that broke loose Chewing chunks of forbidden fruit Ooh, look how daddy do You wanna pay me, baby? Hey, I ain't mad at you Pasture offerings, the kush got a brother coughing Slid some cubes in my yak down, steady mobbing Streets is watching, these youngsters' guns is popping Mom's too busy to watch them, she club hopping and bill popping I hear guns cocking in my sleep I wake up with money on my mind and hard meat White man wanna take me out with shackles on my feet, good grief, don't pay me no mind, I'm trying to eat, but somebody cut a check for talking greasy on the beat, if not I'ma get me some work and take it to the streets, I smoke bomb weed and quote 120 degrees, I like my money with dead white folks and all green, know what I mean? I we do, I say we go all in, we go all in, all you nothing, You with this? Listen. You a big dude. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. But I'm, I'm kind of He's a champ, though. You know yeah, I am the champ. champ. Yeah. So we're going to go toe to toe. All right. I'm with and that bitch. Don't hit me. No, it's something I like to call 12 rounds. <laughs> so the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions. Okay. Each more difficult than the last. If you answer all 12 questions honestly, you're the champion. You walk away with the belt. Right? <laughs> what does the belt look like? It's a, a fictional. It's a fictional belt. It's a metaphorical oh, okay. belt. <laughs> so we're doing it for nothing. That's what you're telling me. We're doing it for the pride. We're doing it for the joy. Why is it always going to be I'll some gold? I'll you books? 16 bars if you, if you win. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Right. <laughs> He's like, all right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know Mike and I, bro. I'm good. If you answer, you're the champion. Walk away at the belt. If you cannot answer the question, or you will not answer the question. You will be knocked out. I'm the champion, <laughs> and I get, I get that, I get that ring. Oh wow, this one. Which Are one? you will uh, a ring? <laughs> Are you willing to play twelve rounds, Borderline? Let's go twelve rounds. Let's go. <clears throat> don't bell me, please. Don't don't bell me. I know I you. Would, no, I, uh, yeah, I know. I was taking value. Usually you have a female co-host, and she goes bing bing, and it's gonna oh, wow. kill you. Like yeah, with it. so please. I appreciate twelve it. questions, and they just random <laughs> no, whatever. No. Oh, okay, each more difficult than the last. The right? questions is getting so here we go. more difficult. Number one, round one. What is your favorite part about your craft? The favorite part about my craft would probably be my presence, just my cadence, the way I, the, where I'm at in a beat is unique unto me. Round number two. What is your least favorite part about your craft? Ooh. I probably don't. I don't rhyme as off the head as good as I used to when I was younger. Mm. Mm. Round number three. <clears throat> if you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Jadakiss. 
Okay. Round number four. <laughs> what are you most proud of for round number four? What am I most proud of musically? What are you most proud of? My babies, my kids. Mm. I'm most proud of my kids. Round number five. What are you least proud of? Least proud of. One time, and I've never told nobody this. Mm. One time, I had been killing shit. And this is a real honest thing, man. It's really effective. <laughs> He's a funny <laughs> motherfucker right here. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. One time, I was on the wake-up show. And I had been murdering it on the wake-up show for a few weeks, going in, banging. And they had this one big freestyle session. It was me. I was sitting next to G-Rap, sitting across from KRS-One. Chuck Chill, I mean, um, uh, 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 Chino XL was, was they there. Were they doing the anthem? Razzcast. They were doing the anthem? I don't know. It wasn't the anthem. But it was just one night. I forget when it was. Damn. And I choked. Oh, no. I choked. Yeah. I choked. And I had been serving cats on there for like weeks straight. And I got up there one time and was in there with a, all my peers. Exhibit was there, Razzcast. All of us was the West Coast dudes, but yeah. then they had Karis one in there. Yeah. Chill, I mean, uh, Cool G Rap. Yeah. Um, we was in there getting it in, and I choked. That was probably my most disappointed I've ever been in myself ever in my life. Okay. Yeah, man. That's just, yeah, that's that's it being is. honest. That's just being honest. Like, I've never okay. heard that, but I choked that night. Okay. Oh, see, you getting the hang of it. <laughs> round number six. <clears throat> what is your biggest fear for round number six? What is my biggest fear? Probably being. Oh, I was about to give it up too. Mm. <laughs> my Come biggest on. fear. Come my on. biggest fear. My biggest fear. Probably not cracking. Not being where I want to be in the music. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like I, I see myself at a certain level. That I'm, I know I'm getting closer to, but just not being able to achieve it mm. is probably like my biggest fear. Round number seven. Mm. Who would you take a bullet for? Who are my babies? Mm. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? I'm not saying born a law shoots anyone because I know you about peace and love. That's not right. what I'm saying. Who would I let? There's a bullet fired through the sky. You just need, you're not gonna sweat it if dude gets it. You know what I mean? Who would you let that bullet hit? Oh wow, that's a difficult. Who would I let that bullet hit? Um. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> he's like dude right here. Dude, Rod just Zimmerman. Cut me out. <laughs> Zimmerman. Oh, okay. There you yeah, go. Zimmerman. There you go. Still, that's a good answer. yeah. Still, what do you mean? Yeah. Still, he got away. If it wouldn't be Zimmerman and shit, um. The cop that uh killed that dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other day, whoever we I would let catch that bullet, born like we would be a cop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm with yes. that. I respect that. I can see it. I understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Round number nine. <clears throat> Who would you never work with for round number nine? Like ever work with? Ever. Ever. If they came to me, it was like I want ever. This ever. Um. Never do a song with. I would never do a song with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Ever. Ever. None to no service. Born Law. This is the ice, baby. Started rapping again. I'm rapping. I'm on this shit again. I got I premiere on the beat. <laughs> I got a no. meal. I got a Jay meal. Dilla's alive. He gave me a beat. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it with Jump Vanilla on this. Ice. No. I wouldn't do it with Right, you pass the test. Mm. Most people be like, "Oh, Dylan's alive." Oh. Okay. <laughs> Tupac's on the hook. 
Tupac. Right. I'll give you that one. All right, that's cool. <laughs> Wouldn't nobody give up a Tupac hook. <laughs> <laughs> no old verses laying around. They yeah, wouldn't even give it to him and shit. <laughs> Round number 10. Last three. Doing pretty good, but I think I got you right here. Round 10. Born Allah. Do you believe in God? Yeah. Man is God. Man is God. Mm-hmm. Your Bible say I'm God. Mm-hmm. Psalms 10, verse 34, when Jesus was confronted by the Jews, mm-hmm. he said, you know of my good works, why do you stone me? And the Jews answered him. He said, we don't stone you for your good works. We stone you from being a man that thou of calling himself God. And Jesus answered him, isn't it written in your laws that ye are gods? And if God has bestowed the law upon you, can't nobody break it. Mm-hmm. So man is God. So you believe in God? I believe I am God. I respect that. I'm with that. Round 11. Last two. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great fucking interview. <laughs> Round 11. <clears throat> what is your biggest insecurity? What are you most insecure about? Ugly toes. Back credit. Back knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, <laughs> what are you most... Or... or you know, it could be some. I don't. You know, what are you most insecure about? Most insecure, my belly. Mm. I want to lose my belly a little bit. Okay, man. well, it's I not. To, it's not protruding. No, I mean, I'm not sloppy, but you know, when I take my pictures, it got to be on this way. You can't hit me on the side <laughs> oh, for like sure. that. You know, I'm very. Oh, for very oh, for I see the show, man. I did a show one time and do that. The pictures <laughs> and shit. And he had a couple of pictures from this side coming this way. And shit, like, I, I deleted all them shits. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, them things ain't going on. Them pictures ain't but going on. But the beard helps shit. though. I mean, you know, my belly just a little bit, man. I might want to lose my belly just a little. bit. Okay, yeah, I respect that. See, yeah, little, real, I got a little bit of belly true life shit. shit. I'm with that. Last and final round, born a law. Thank you for coming through, man. I appreciate it. Thank it's been you. a hell of an interview. I've learned a lot. We got to do this again because there's a lot more questions I have. Really? Maybe just of of, of certain topics. I think would be best to kind of give a better perception for right, you know what I'm right. saying. I'm with it. Round twelve. <laughs> Why? Why? That's the question. Why? 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 Because I'm the only one you're going to get it from. Nobody else. Knock out. Bow. I respect that. Yeah, you ain't going to get it from nobody else, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. You are the champion. I'm hurt. Wake the clock up. That's right, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for the brew, Ivan. Yo, thank you, man. And I appreciate the brew, man. I knocked out this whole little you did. I feel good about the hustle. They ain't helping the book. Man, ain't helping with the bed. That's the problem. That's the problem. The problem. The, yeah, that's it, what it is. It's the champagne of beers, though. <laughs> no. Uh, it, it's, I always look forward to sitting down um, with cats that have been in the game for a very long time. And today, it's a perfect example of, okay, and says, sat down with this fresh, fresh face, killing it, though, doing his thing, mad love. And then we sit down with Born Law, who's been in the game, understands it. Hey, you give us a different perspective. To me, being a student of hip-hop, someone who lives and breathes it, is it, I feel, you know? Um, I always want to see what it's what it was like. I want to hear the stories, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and it also gives me, a, it gives my, my audience a perspective of what it was and 
they have a reference for it, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just what they give it to you to be because that's bullshit. Right. There's so much history, so much culture involved in hip hop right. that is forgotten and on purpose, on purpose pushed aside because there's no money in that. Mm -hmm. No, no, but th th there's way more to just like anything in life, there's more to it than the financial side, right, you know? Of and I feel we've forgotten that. And now we're stuck where we are. But because of people like you, uh, you know, people that, that are willing to share their stories and, and uh, give us more, hip-hop can again be something that we, um, you know, and I feel it's a good thing right. that you couldn't reach hip-hop. You couldn't text fucking KRS-One. You couldn't, <laughs> couldn't tweet him, hey, right. you know, Brock Kim, I like your hat on that picture. You couldn't do that. And right. that put them on that level which I think gave you a respect for it. And now because everybody raps now, right. shout out Pulse One. Right. It's just it's just the way Every, it is. You're accessible. It's, it's very accessible to everyone right now. Right. You know, the, the environment now, everybody, you have to create a facade that people know you. And it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it was hard for me to... Um, to embrace like the whole Twitter and hey, I'm over here doing. I come from the hood. Like I don't want you to know where I'm at. Obi, I'm over here. You never know where I'm at. Obi, I'm over here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like just to be able to get into that, like you know, every moment when I'm doing type thing, like yeah. that's low key dry snitching on yourself. Yeah. To be. Like, <laughs> I seen an interview with DMX. He was like, "What? Huh, I don't do that. Don't tell me what." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's what it is. Yeah, it is tell what my it people, is. Like, I'm over here. That you was don't never know where I'm at. <laughs> that was my mention. Uh, so shout out to Born a Lot. Thank you for Thank coming you, through. You're Thank more you. than welcome back whenever you like. I appreciate it, man. And everybody, get at me, man. As we talk about Please. social media, get at me at on Twitter at la born a law. And on um, Instagram, it's uh, at Daddy Grace. And like the fan page, man. It's hard to yeah. get people to like your fan yeah, page. Yeah, it's and tough. Shit, man. What is yeah, that? Mine is easy. Born a Law, alias Daddy Grace on Facebook. Facebook forward slash Born a Law, alias Daddy Grace. Um, just get at me, man. Where can we listen to some Born a Law? Oh, actually, if you go to uh, the church of hip hop .com, mm -hmm. I got some music on there, man. You can always go to the uh, YouTube channel, uh, uh, YouTube forward slash Born Seven of Law. Um, all my videos is up there, man. I got Fuck Your Favorite Rapper up there. I got Dub Fritters with E Rule. I got uh, Classics with E Rule and, um, and uh, Planet Asia. I got my new single out right now, West Side, which Fika's Lucky I Am, and J Roll. Um, I'm working, I'm grinding and shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You can go to my big cartel, get you some t shirts, man, get you some music. Fuck with me, man. You go to Church of Hip Hop um, uh, on SoundCloud as well, man. You know, everything is the Church of Hip Hop and the Church of Hip Hop and Financial prosperity, you can find me on man. Grown man bars, boys. absolutely. Grown What's man up? bars, man. I think, uh, I think I think we need one more thing though. Oh, before we leave though, how dare I? Thank what? you. Yeah, I need sixteen. Sixteen. From born to rock. Sixteen. Sixteen. Get this for the Instagram. And you know, video. Let's see, sixteen bars from born to law, man. And I might have more than sixteen. Let's see. Give me what you got. Let's get it. Now, nah, my nigga, I beg to differ and say otherwise. Allow me retorting everything short of testifying. I swear to tell the truth, so help me God. And potting in them tight-ass pants just ain't that hard. <laughs> I came up with dudes and bandanas wearing minks. You came up with all the tunes and fools wearing pink, see? <laughs> I spit vinyl, you that free link download. Funny style, off-key singing metrosexuals. Sick flow should be treated with penicillin, pipping words on the track and trying to stack a million. <laughs> Sweet daddy, get that money, boy, it's necessary. Married to the game when we call that holy matrimony mm. and if you gotta go ahead and cock it back for me you know what i'm saying put a little bunny on his head he'll blow his wig back for me mm. middle fingers up all right <laughs>